Hey, it's Josh Trent. This is Wellness and Wisdom. This is a special replay Friday where myself sat with a man named Danny Morell on his Higher Self podcast. This is a very, very special episode. I rarely release guest interviews anymore, but this is a special replay from a powerful and honest guest interview where I got to sit down with Danny and we really talked about this one concept. What is your highest self? The truth about spiritual bullshit. What does it really mean to earn, to be, to embody your higher self, to be your higher version of where you are right now? There's so many podcasts out there that are really commoditizing spirituality and they know who they are. They don't need me to point them out. What I really liked about this conversation is, well, first of all, I cried. Whenever I cry in a podcast, I know that I'm in a good space. I know that I'm transmitting something that is wise, that'll really help you. And this is what we always talk about on this podcast, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial ways that we're either nourishing ourselves or malnourishing ourselves. This may or may not be the perfect place for you to start, but if you were already pulled in by the title, your highest self, the truth about spiritual bullshit, you know that there's so much bullshit out there when it comes to spirituality. It is sickening, it is overwhelming, and it's just not okay with me. So this episode, we're gonna cut to the heart to give you real practical strategies about what type of work you can do on yourself to access your higher self, what type of understandings you can have about the journey that's gotten you here this far, and lastly, my own authentic, vulnerable, and real shit that I've gone through in order to earn where I'm at right now, to earn this journey and where I am on the timeline of my higher self. I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you love it, leave us a review, joshtrent.com forward slash review, or you can just open your Apple, your Spotify, whatever player you're using right now, and just please leave us a review. It helps my team and I so much. And if this conversation resonates, consider sharing it with a friend. You can get everything you need at joshtrend.com forward slash podcast, including all of our 600-ish, I think it's over 600 now, episodes of the Wellness and Wisdom podcast. That's joshtrend.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's dive into this special release, this replay with myself and Danny Morell. And I, you know, what's interesting is like, I remember when we were first deciding to do this and I just looked on this wall and I thought, let's just do it right here. Yeah. You know, it's just cool. It is really cool. Yeah, so it's just, yeah. it works. I like this painting too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And that reminds me of a heart. Is that what you were yeah, going for? Yeah. A heart. And my mom died of lung cancer. Uh, so it also reminds me of lungs. And oh, wow. It just, you know, just kind of like when I, when I, when I saw it, it was like, that's my. When I, did she pass? Six years ago. Okay. Yeah. That's huh. kind of when my journey all began, you know? So, hmm. yeah. You ready? Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on this week of the that 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 that. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Keep it. Josh Trent, how are you? I'm so good. Thank you for having <laughs> me, man. Thanks for having me at your place. We're, we're doing the higher self. I normally don't introduce it like that, but that was perfect. Yes. Yeah. And yes. I and I sometimes I you just gotta like let it roll and be authentic and authentic and just kind of let it all flow. I feel like that all the time. Yeah, for sure. We used to like edit our shows and now I'm like, let's not edit it at all. Yeah. I mean, unless somebody like is hacking coughing. Yeah. They don't need yeah, to hear that. Like, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, man. I really, I resonate with your work. And like I said, I, I saw the episode with Albert. And so just looking forward to mutual shares, so mutual shares. Yeah. I, I love it. So I, I want to get into something right away. You know, I, I, I don't know that the rest of the country is understanding what's happening here in Austin, mm. but we both came from California. You know, you were overlooking the ocean, right? I was of the top of the mountain and something energetically has caused a lot of wonderful like-minded human beings to move here to austin yeah so i want to know about sure. what was the move like for you from california to austin and if you could explain from an energetic perspective right what's it been like for you wow 2020 uh i like to call it the covid theater during the pandemic, which if you follow Mickey Willis's work, he's, he's out here. Okay. I really felt like that when I first heard about the, the COVID theater and the lockdown theater and the mass and all that stuff, I knew right away, we had just gotten back from uh, Kauai. We were actually in Kauai for about 30 days and just loved it out there. And when we came to Encinitas, we got a beautiful place over the ocean and all this stuff started to happen. And I'll never forget this. We were overlooking the ocean three, four months later. And we were just out there, you know, on Highway 101, just like checking out the beach. And this cop rolls up on us. And he's like, 
hey, you guys can't be out here with masks on. And I just said, you're joking, right? With masks on. With masks on. Got it. And I said, you're joking, right? And he's like, no, it's city ordinance. You have to, you have to change. You have to, you have to like make sure you have a mask on now. You have to change the way you go outside. And I look around, I'm like, there's no one within even viewing distance. It's just myself and my lady, Carrie Michelle, we're just there. And when he said that, I felt from an energetic perspective, I felt the deepest compression that I had felt in a long time, almost the same compression that I felt maybe when I was bullied in elementary school, mm. that kind of like, nobody's going to tell me what the fuck to do with my body, with my life. Yeah, That same energy that drives me as an entrepreneur, that drives me as a, 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 a husband, that drives me as a father, like that's the kind of energy it's like the mama bear or papa bear energy. Right. Where it's like, don't fuck with us. Right. And so when that happened, Carrie, Carrie just got pregnant with uh, with Nova, our first our first child. And that night we just started like looking. We're like, where are we going to live? Because it ain't going to be here. It broke my heart. I was California for 40 years. T 40 tell me years of my life. Tell it broke my it. heart. But I just knew from a... But, like even if you look at the the Hawkins scale, like what is the lowest emotion in the shame. Hawkins scale? It's shame, right? Yeah. So people are being shamed. Oh, you should be wearing a mask, and all day long that's going on at restaurants and all this. And in early and mid twenty twenty, it was in full force, man. Yeah. And so we just we left. We came to Texas. We stayed here for two weeks. We loved it. We got fooled by the October weather. <laughs> you know how amazing Austin is in October. Like the yeah. weather's so good. We didn't know that it was like, you know, the devil holding a hairdryer for the rest of the year, like that kind of heat. But but that's like, that's tactically what we did. And then on a spiritual level, on an energetic level, I just, um, I would not allow myself to be compromised, my my sovereignty. I, I would not allow my sovereignty to be compromised. And uh, we also knew that we were going to have our son and we thought, well, we're not going to have our son in a place that's not going to let the mom and dad be in the hospital at the same time. We're going to have to wear masks. And all of this is really just layers of fear yeah. that people have either looked at or not looked at. Personally, I think fear isn't always a bad thing. I think fear can be a really good thing yeah. as long as you can recognize that it's not actual real evidence. It's false evidence appearing real. Right. And then there's rational fear and irrational fear. Like I, I, I respect and love the fear that I experience, but I have a relationship with fear where I don't allow it to control me. Yeah. And when I start to feel it, um, it's actually a really good motivator. I love it. I love it. So yeah. right off the bat, you know, you use words like pandemic, right? Yes. Which, which you and I know, right? I stay pretty quiet about this stuff. I, I yeah. just, yeah. I've decided to just take a different approach. Mm. I just kind of like stay quiet about it, but I, I'd like to talk about it. And I'd like to talk about it because now that it is over, right? The beautiful thing about the entire thing is that it was a massive mirror for where you are in your relationship with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I want to ask you this question from the perspective of you and I both understand what happened, but a lot of people out there have never allowed themselves to really look, mm. look past their story, their conditioning to see what actually happened. This is the first time we're going to do this on the show. What are your thoughts? Wow, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Let's be courageous yeah, about yeah. it then. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's start with this jumping off point. We are raised as children from the time we can even send and receive information from our brain that mommy and daddy are heroes, that police officers and firefighters and government workers, they're all heroes. And at their core, I think that they are when they're coming from a good place. But unfortunately, the government has been so corrupted and the NIH and the CDC and all the quote people who care about our health supposedly have been so bought and sold by the pharmaceutical, the agra, the food businesses. It's just like this massive triangle that right. continues to buy and sell right. people. Right. And you can just do a quick search and just look at Monsanto, FDA, USDA, and just look at the rotation of all the people that have gone into the interests of these lobbyists for these large pharmaceutical companies and then gone right back into the USDA and FDA that regulates our food policy, that regulates the way that we receive, quote, health information. It's, it's interesting. So just start there. Yeah, let's start there. And, and just to give you all example, obviously I'm, I'm with Jen. Jen, my girlfriend lives in London. So like it trips me out that what I'm in London, for example, here, you're able to have so many different um, labels and brands of like cigarettes. But in London, it's not only there is no brand, it basically says like, you smoke this, you are going to die. Huh. And in other countries, they're like, I've heard that like, they'll put pictures yeah. of like a black lung 
like they're trying to get you to wake up to the fact that this is going to hurt you. That's a really good point. And, and also this, the same thing applies to food. Look at major cereals that are in the US or that are in the UK or London yeah. or just in Europe in general. Completely different. Red dye number 40, all the ingredients are different. Now, why is that? If one, if an entire country across the pond is telling us, hey, this probably isn't good for you or your kids, right? then why on earth, why in any logical realm could we ever believe that it's good for our kids or for us if someone with equal intelligence, equal education, equal understanding would say that it's not? That's right. Well, that just makes you go a little bit deeper if you are a conscious being. If you allow yourself to. If you, <laughs> if right. you allow yourself to go deeper, which you're going to experience some fear, you're going to have to, like I started this conversation, you're going to have to look at the true integrity of your heroes. Mom and dad aren't perfect, and they never will be. Mm -hmm. Just like I'll never be perfect for my son, mm -hmm. and you won't for your family. That's right. It's a hard thing to swallow, but it's true. Yeah. But unfortunately, we, since we were born, have been told that you have to trust the government, you have to trust your local authority because, quote, they know what's good for you. Well, what if I told you that they don't know what's good for you? Because if you look at the major people that are making all the decisions in these arenas, they themselves are spiritually, mentally, physically, and most of the times financially broken. That's they're right. broken because they're following a system. It's Ellen Watts calls it all wretch and no vomit. Mm -hmm. You raise your children so that they raise their children so that they raise their children. And it's just this constant cycle of brokenness that nobody ever actually gets out of their system. That's what we're experiencing. And I believe, I believe that COVID happened and pandemic happened because it was meant to wake people up in such a grand fashion, in such a visceral way where all your comforts are taken away. Now you're stuck at home. You're wearing a mask. You're not able to do things that you've been using to assuage the fact that you don't like your life anyways. Right. All these things we were forced to look at. Yeah. And many of us had lots of success during COVID. I know I did. I did. Because I just did what I was doing more. That's it. I didn't allow the fear to creep into my mind. But to circle back around to your question, I think it's because people are not willing to look at the imperfections of their heroes, their parents, the government, and the, and the people out there that ever since they were little, quote, were meant to care for them and care for their health. And I think that's a that's a hard pill to swallow for a it lot is, of people, man. It is. And, I, and I'm going to, for for those of you, listen, the, the name of, of, of this podcast is The Higher Self. And sometimes in order to get to the higher self, like if you've ever been in ceremony, you know that the way that you heal is to go right into the places that you don't want to go to. <laughs> right? Yep. You have to have courage for exactly. that. And so that's exactly. why I'm challenging you. Stay here. Like if you love CNN, stay here. Don't run away. There's a reason why you love CNN. It's because you love the, the story of the conditioning that you've been living through your entire life. And you've never allowed yourself to think outside of this realm of fear. Mm -hmm. And all they do is they pick at your heart. And they pick at your mind because they know exactly where to get you. They know how to get you with racism. They know how to get you with the fear of losing your job. They know how to get you with the fear of losing your health. But mm -hmm. by the way, all of these are some of the energies of human mastery. The key here is you can allow yourself to go on a journey where you can master them for yourself. No doubt. And when that happens, nothing out here can affect you. Yes. Nothing out here can affect you. Wow. Uh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I man. really like that. Yeah. I, I think what you talked about was the many mirrors and faces of sovereignty. In order for us to truly be sovereign, we have to have a sound mind. We have to have a healthy body. We have to have our finances in control. We do. Really, like that's, and that's a big one. There's a, that's a whole podcast, I'm sure. That's a, it's a, it's a, Multiple it's, casts that you've done. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because it's like, you know, the spiritual group, right. they don't want to hear that part. True. You know what True. I'm saying? It's I, like the yeah. business group doesn't want to hear about the heart. And then the spiritual group, not everybody, but the spiritual group right. doesn't want to hear about the fact that you're going to need money yes. to do this thing called life. Yes, yeah. you're right on. And then the other two is like, you have to be spiritually sound. I'm not saying that you have to worship God, a bearded dude in the sky. I don't know your experience of God, but I do know that God has an experience with you Yeah. and God has an experience with me. Yeah. And I don't actually think God is what we even think God is. I think God is something totally different. So anyways, all those things make up what I call the Pentagon, the wellness Pentagon. And so this mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial ways that we nourish ourselves, if we commit to that, we're gonna be okay. That's right. It's, it's because what happens is when one of those sides of the Pentagon is, is lacking, or at least we perceive it being lacking, then it starts to steal from one of the other four. 
And so, you know, your house, you have this beautiful home here. If you had, let's just say four walls and a roof, that would be five sides. That's a, that's a five side Pentagon. If we fill that up, if we're constantly nourishing that, we can never go wrong. We might have challenges. We might have experiences in life where, you know, we feel <laughs> stretched, <laughs> especially yeah. as parents or business owners, or, you know, to come to this conversation of the pandemic, people that are in fear, people that are maybe in the not knowing of what you and I are in the knowing of. Right. All of these things, they, they truly are bringing us back home. But when, when we're in the middle of the suck, when we're in like the, I guess you could say the, the threshold, when we're in these really challenging thresholds, the hardest thing is to like take a breath, go 30,000 feet above the sky and watch Danny, watch Josh and just be like, all right, I'm actually still okay. Mm -hmm. I actually have food. I have water. I have love. I have shelter. Most of us do yeah. here in America. Most yeah. of us do. So if we can just take a moment to pause the conversation about, oh my God, did you hear about what Trump said, what Biden said, and, and get out of that amygdala loop fear that we experience deep in the brain, then we can really create something special from yeah. that place of sovereignty. I got to tell you my, I got to tell you my story. You know, as you said that it reminded me of, you know, when I moved here, this was where my TV was supposed to go. And I just decided no more. TV. This is way better than a TV. Yeah, right. I yeah, love. Yeah, for sure. Art. You could you could sit here and just like maybe a little microdose of something, yeah. or just be with yeah, yourself and just chill. And you could make your own movie. Yeah, for just sure. looking at paintings. But but I will tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it for you a little bit. I will tell you my my Trump experience. You know, uh -huh. um, I Trump was in town. I'm I'm gonna go see him at a rally. He was in Houston, and I was like, you know, I I I love Trump. I, I, he shoots it straight. He's funny. He gets the job done. He, yeah. he is who he is, you know, and I understand not everybody's going to love him, but I remember going there. And when I went there within the first five minutes of being there, I just felt this energy, man. And as I felt the energy, I started noticing something. And this is, I believe, after a lot of spiritual work and a lot of allowing my heart to fully open to the power of love, you know? Ooh. As I'm sitting there, I'm watching and all of the speakers are coming up and they're all believing what they believe, right? Which, for, for my views, align with what I believe, right? But the energy in which they're saying it, I'm talking, you're, 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 you're you're talking about women, right? Not in their feminine, by the way, yeah. in their masculine. Mm -hmm. Believe in what they believe, but I'm talking like veins are popping out of their necks because they're so, and their voices are hoarse. And in that moment, I'm looking to my left and I'm looking on my right and I'm like, man, everybody here is pretty angry. Maybe rightfully so, maybe wrongfully so, I don't know. Yeah. But in that moment, you know what I thought, man? I thought, holy shit. I bet you the people in the other room like this one, they're probably just as angry. Mm -hmm. And until we allow ourselves to disconnect from all of the noise, we're never gonna find the true answer, which is love, bro. What are mm -hmm. your thoughts? Mm -hmm. So many. Yeah. I have feelings. I, I mostly have feelings about what you shared. Yeah. And, and I love this because if you take right and left, red and blue, anti or pro, Really what it is, is at the, at the middle of it all, there's a, there's an arbiter of division. There's an arbiter of division in the middle of those things. And really, if you want to go very deep, which I think we're going to go there, <laughs> it is a collective unconscious mirror that has a crack in it. And, and Jung talked about this where he said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it'll run your life and you'll call it fate. So many of the people in the world, they, they're against the red, they're against the blue, they're against something. But anytime, man, when I'm against something, all I'm doing is I'm feeding what I'm against. That's exactly and it's And it's an problem. ultimate paradox. Yep. Because, and I've heard this from many different people that we've probably podcasted with that we know, you know, Zach Bush came to mind right now when I was thinking about this. And I'll never forget, he, he told me in my old studio that, and, and I had, like you had shared with me, a spiritual experience where I was like, <laughs> I was like expanding in real time. I'm like, that's so true. Why have I not thought of that before? And that was only two years ago. And I'm like, okay, well, what's more exciting two years from now about all the things that I'll learn from talking with you, from talking with people on my show, from doing what we do, yeah. what's more exciting than looking through a crack in a lens of division. Everything's more exciting than that. Everything's more exciting than that for me because then I can bring people together. I can be for something instead of against something. Yeah. Because when I'm like anti, like, like of course I'm anti-rape, of course I'm anti-murder, but that's not gonna do anything. Or I'm even, I'm even, and I don't know how you feel about this, 
people might be like trying to turn off the podcast right now. But like you said, stay with it. Stay with <laughs> it. Because what I'm yeah. about to say might trigger you. I am, I am actually, I, I am anti-gender dysphoria. I am. I think that the controlling of, of young boys and young girls' minds is one of the most heinous demonic attacks Absolutely. to society that Absolutely. exists right now that has actually never existed in your and my lifetime Absolutely. in the way that exists now. Absolutely. But, but I'm not going to do my podcast and say, I'm anti-gender dysphoria. All that does is it brings it energy. It. It, you, you, you're it, actually it, it feeding fuels it. fuels it. That's like, right. think about if you and I were hiking and we were going up on a boulder and, and I was like trying to push you up the boulder. It'd be really hard. And by the way, I'd be left on the ground. If I'm on the boulder and I pull you up, then we're both on the boulder. If yeah. I'm for you and I'm not against something, then that means that I can continue to fuel the thing that I'm for. That's right. Instead of being exhausted by the shit that I'm not, by the shit that I'm trying to fight against. So I would go into that room and I would actually break down the wall in the middle and I would combine the blue and the red. And That's I'd right. be like, let's talk about what you're angry about. But after angry, because really angry just means sad. A lot yeah. of us are just sad and it's yeah. expressing itself through anger. And hurt. And hurt. Yeah. And also despair. And, and anger is much more powerful than despair. So I think anger is a really sacred temporary space where people can play in because it allows them to go to what's after anger. And that mm -hmm. is acceptance. And then after acceptance comes something new, something fresh, something that you and I can combine our hearts and heads on and say, all right, we've looked through that cracked glass for a long time now in the collective unconscious. What else do we want to create? Right. What else can we create together? I think that's a more fun conversation. And honestly. I think in that conversation and in that, in that moment, we find that we're the same. No doubt. We're, we're the same. Of course we are. It was just hurt <laughs> manifesting itself in a certain way. You know, I, you yes, know, yes. I, I'm, I'm going to, when, when you, when you talk about what's going on with young boys and girls, you know, yeah. I, the, the, what, what I see is happening in the world right now, whether it's through the guy that cannot sleep until he buys his Ferrari mm. or the woman who cannot go three weeks without injecting her lips or yeah. You know, the, the, the guy who has to be seen taking pictures on the private jet or the woman who, you know, um, uh, uh, has to make sure that you see that she has red bottom shoes or the guy who. What's the red bottom shoes? What's that uh, what are they called? Jimmy shoes. Okay, okay. Jimmy shoes. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm out of the loop on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Or the drug addict. Uh-huh. Or, or the young boy and girl that wants to change themselves so badly yeah. that they're willing to change their physiology. It is essentially to me, what is playing out is one of our deepest wounds. And that is that we want to find acceptance outside of ourselves by changing ourselves. I see what's happening right now as literally the deepest, darkest version of all of that. Yeah. Of all of that. Yeah. Nature hates a vacuum. So if there's wounding, what is that bringing us to? In other words, is if chaos is always trying to seek some type of order, and if we can apply that as a universal law, then yes, we're in a vacuum, and the vacuum's gonna be uncomfortable. It's almost like, um, you ever put something in a vice? You ever do like construction work or, or handiwork? I'm sure you have. Okay, not, well, not, maybe yeah. you have a friend. Maybe yeah. y'all have a friend. When you put something <laughs> in a vice, there's a point where the vice starts to get really tight, mm -hmm. and, it, and it compresses the object in the vice. Now, if you have utility, you can just hold the object tight enough to make whatever changes you want. But if you tighten the vice too much, you'll destroy the object. And so it's up to us to either continue to tighten this vice of hatred, division, anger, fear, malice, abuse, neglect, uh, lack of self-love, self-loathing, actually. Yeah. All these things, they just crank that vice a little bit more. One little crank at a time. And we wonder why we're all in pain. Well, we can actually just stop and we can unwind the vice mm -hmm. by me saying, I don't exactly know how to heal perfectly. I don't exactly know what to do next. But man, my heart is so heavy with the pain of not knowing that I am just going to surrender to God and I'm just going to surrender to something way bigger than me and just ask, what are you here to teach me? That's right. What are you here to teach me? I think if all of us could just take a knee and just breathe for a moment, this is why I'm so deep into breath work. We have a thousand students in our breathe program. If we can breathe, we can choose. It's written on my arm in Italian. Se posso respirare, posso scegliere. So if you and I can breathe and take a moment to just pause in the same way when you hug your son or when I hold my son, it just feels so beautiful to do so. If we can just bring that beauty and just that pause, that breath for just a second, yeah. just a second, then we stop tightening the vice. We, we actually unwind the vice 
and we allow ourselves to, to experience and see something new. But we're so caught up, and, and I have been like this too, I'm not perfect, just like neither, maybe you aren't perfect either. We get so caught up in tightening the vice because in the tightening of the vice, we are right, we have righteousness, that we forget about checking in with God, checking in with a higher power to see, is this actually the right thing to do? That's right. Is this the right thing for us to do? And by right, I mean most loving. Yeah. Is this the most loving thing for us to do? So it's a very nuanced, powerful topic and conversation. I think we have to just pause and stop tightening the vice mm -hmm. and learn how to love each other more, including ourselves, like you brought up, so we can start to go the other way, you know, because we're doing it. Who else is doing it, Danny? Who else is tightening the vice? We're all doing it together. We're all doing it through this collective unconscious lens with the crack. Mm -hmm. So it's time for something new. So how does one start to love themselves more? How did you start to love yourself more? How did you become aware of the fact that maybe you weren't loving yourself the way you deserve to love yourself? The results in my life, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial, were not what my soul knew were possible. Oh, I love that. And, and from that place of, I've always been like this ever since I was a little kid, by the way. I would watch adults how they would treat each other and I would say, why do y'all treat each other so bad? What is that? It, I, I can feel it like it was yesterday. And I've always had that curious heart where I, I knew that there was just like a better way of being. And I applied that to myself and I thought, okay, I'm 21 years old. I'm 280 pounds at the time. I'm an automotive technician for Mercedes-Benz, not using my voice, not connecting, not using my gifts because I was, I was in fear. I was in fear of who am I to do this because I learned it from my dad and he learned it from his dad and so on and so forth. All wretch and no vomit, like I mentioned earlier. And so I got to this place where I was drinking at a party one day, um, like many of us do in our young 20s, partying, drugs, stuff like that. And I just, I looked down, I had this belly hanging over I was holding a party cup and I like slammed the party cup down and I just said, God, there's got to be more than this. And I hated God. I was very angry at God for the first 20, 25 years of my life. And it was at that, that I guess you could say epoch of anger towards God that I was really served some humility that I needed. And that was, I was completely unhappy in my relationship. I had no relationship that was real with my mother or father. I was unhealthy. I didn't have any understanding of emotional intelligence. And put that in a blender and shake it. That's a pretty sour drink. Absolutely. And so I slammed the cup down. I ran home drunk like three miles. And when I got home, I think I typed in the old computer, you know, like the big PCs. I was like, how do I be healthy? This is 2003. And that sent me on this massive journey where I ended up selling everything I owned. I moved to Hawaii. I understood feminine energy for the first time. I started surfing. I was hiking and fishing and just being with myself and like learning about, well, who is Josh? Who is Josh Trent? Because I never took the time, nor was I shown how to take the time to understand and love who I was. And it's not to shame my mom and dad at all. Because if you pour from an empty cup, then the receiver cannot be angry about what they've received. They're, they've been poured from an empty cup. So I, I, I really like on a logical framework, I think we all get that. Like, and, and I get the sense from you, just knowing you that you've had a journey around your dad as well mm -hmm. and what you share with me with your mom. And I think most of us that are on a spiritual journey, our souls choose this deep, dark contrast to come in and experience for sure, so that we make meaning of it. So we understand through that contrast, what love is, what life is really about. And so there I was at the quarter mark of my life, just trying to understand like, who's Josh? How do I love him? And it took me 10 more years till I was about the time of 35 to have another crisis where I was working in a, a safe corporate job. So I thought there's no such thing as a safe corporate job. Mm. The only safety is the safety we create. And even then we're not that safe. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, in the course of six months, six months, my, my mom got placed in a mental home my woman who I was with at the time, I thought I was going to be with her and that, that ended. And I got fired from this safe corporate job. And when that happened, oh, I'll never forget this, man. I was like looking over a golf course at the Omni in La Costa in San Diego. And I had nothing. I mean, I had, this is 2015. I had nothing. All my shit was stacked around me in bags. I have a photo of it to prove it. And I just, it was like three in the morning. 
I had just launched the podcast at the time. It was called the Wellness Force Radio Podcast. I didn't know what I was doing, but but I I was just like I I asked God that night. I was like, God, if this is what you want for me, if this is the life that that I'm supposed to live, I don't want it. Like I don't want to be here. Not that I was wanting to kill myself. That's not what I'm saying. But I I did not want to live someone else's dream for one more fucking second. I would not be a cog in a wheel for someone else. I would not go through all these trials and tribulations to not have my own dream, to not have my own purpose. Fuck that. Fuck that. I was not going to do that anymore. And so I just asked God, I'm like, please show me the way, you know, like, please show me the way for something different, for something different in my life. And it was through that grace. It was through that grace in that moment at like three in the morning with like the fog rolling in, you know, the fog in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And um, that was when things shifted for me. That was when I really started to understand I cannot love myself unless I let go of my anger towards God. I can't because you and I are God. We're made in the image of God, right? right God is no thing and everything at the same time. We're a unique point of consciousness created from the same source. Mm-hmm. No matter if you're logical or spiritual, that makes sense to some part of you. And so that was the big turning point. I mean, there was journeys before that, but I think shit, we can all resonate with like the dark night of the soul and maybe it won't be my last. I mean, I've had some sense then too, right? Yeah. But but that was it. I haven't felt that in the way that I felt that with you in quite some time. Mm. So thank you for letting me feel that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what's even more hard to accept at times if you're genuine about your discovery is that your soul actually chose exactly what you're experiencing. Oh, your soul chose now, your mother, your father, everything. Now that can be like, it made the hair on my arms are standing yeah. up, but like that can be really hard to hear. Yeah. What do you mean? I chose capital T trauma. What do you mean? I chose to be bullied. What do you mean? I chose a father like I did. What do you mean that I chose that I would come into a life and my mom would leave six years ago. That can be really jarring. And, and at first audible, the ego, no matter how integrated it is, is going to reject that. Mm-hmm. And so in the lifetime of work that I've done, and, and I get the sense from you as well, that the more we can come to the altar of humility yeah, as to the reason why things have occurred, the more we can be at cause. And when we're at cause, we're empowered. Absolutely. If and we can cause, help others become empowered absolutely. as well. If I'm at cause in my relationship, yeah. then like Carrie and I, we just did a, a really deep training with a guy named Scott Jackson here, Mike Dillard and Scott Jackson. And that was one of the big things that I, I had heard through MITT and I had heard through lots of different emotional trainings. Like, how do I be at cause? How can I make this work out for me? But something clicked, Annie, like something just really clicked in that one because I saw how my subconscious mind at 42 years old still was running game and putting all these different projections out to, to the people I love the most, like my brother, even my little boy, my 16-month-old uh, boy, I was projecting onto him. He's just a boy. <laughs> He's just a little baby. Like, mm-hmm. so, so I wasn't... I wasn't in the understanding that I am now, and hopefully every month our understanding changes if we're doing it right. Absolutely. But, but I wasn't in the understanding that I was when I sit here with you now talking about the higher self. Like this journey to be the higher self is just this continuous like shedding and unfolding of the stuff that I was, my ego was so certain it knew. And then when I'm presented new information and new experiences, can I with curiosity continue to lean into the blade to bleed a little bit and to just come to that altar of humility and say, God, what are you here to teach me? Yeah. Like, what are you really here to teach me? You know what I think of? I think of my dog, you know, my dog Neymar, God bless him. But this dog drives me insane. And he drives me insane because he has slobber all over him. Oh yeah. And I had to, as you walked in the house, I had to put him away. Yeah. You know, and all the dog wants is love. That's right. That's all he wants. But through giving him love, you're gonna get dirty. You're gonna get slobber all over your pants. You're gonna get hair all over yourself. He's a mess. And that is my constant like reminder and challenge. Mm. He's my biggest challenge right now, to be honest with you. You know, he's my biggest challenge <laughs> because I can see, I can see how, I can see how so many people want to love me and I don't let them in. Mm. It's he's my biggest mirror right now. Because you don't want to get dirty. Because I don't want to get dirty. Yes. Fuck. Wow, I could. That's a great analogy. Yeah. Um, well, you know, as a parent, uh, if you want your house perfect, if you want to have everything like 
perfectly matched and eyes dotted and T's crossed, that ain't going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. Even if you have, like, we have a service that comes in and they help us clean our house. Oh, yeah. Even with that, it's, oh. it's still a fucking nightmare. I mean, it is cyclone. my favorite moment of the week. She comes over three times a week. Right, yes, yes. and my house is like perfect for like for two fifteen minutes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, right, and right, then right. It's, it's over. It's over. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's a really cool analogy. Yeah, I, I yeah. and you know what's interesting is is um this year, and I don't know if you've are you're familiar with this. Maybe you've done this yourself, and I I know there's people with us that have done this. It's called a vision quest. Mm, I have heard of it. Okay, vision quest is where, and if you do it in the Native American style or tradition, it's ten days long. I did for my second year, I did one this year. And I'll tell you what, man, the all the, the analogy of the dog and all that stuff, all that stuff comes up because literally all you do for four days is you drink water and you walk and you breathe. That's it. No fire, no flashlight, no food, no tent. You just have a little tarp over you and a sleeping bag and, and some clothes. That's it. Wow. And it's just you. And this is after three days of ego shedding. So for anyone that's done Tony Robbins or MITT or ALA or any kind of like uh, Wellbridge, like all these programs where they they gently or sometimes through gestalt tear down the ego, mm-hmm. that's what happens for three days in the vision quest. You get torn down, you get opened up, you set an intention about what do you want to let go of? Because the majority of the reasons why we're unhealthy in any of those five sides of the Pentagon is because we just probably haven't forgiven ourselves or we haven't forgiven someone. Yeah. And that's what really weighs us down. So my ultimate this year, my ultimate quest for forgiveness was to somatically, energetically, lovingly let go of the attachment to my father being someone he wasn't, to being something he's not. And it was a massive ceremony out there by myself on day three. And when you're fasting for that long in nature, it truly is a psychedelic state. Yeah, yeah. I've had experiences in vision quests that were just as profound, if not more, than psilocybin or ayahuasca yeah. or ketamine, all these things. Yeah. And um, it was really beautiful because I actually got to say, all right, if I hold on to this, then I know that somehow sideways, I'm going to project that onto my son. I'm going to give my son the things that I don't want because I'm holding on to the vision of what I think my dad could be, but he's just not. Mm-hmm. And fuck, <sighs> there's just like peace. There's peace in accepting that someone. he never will be that. There's peace in accepting that your father, your mother, your grandfather, your brother, your sister, they're never going to be exactly who you want them to be. Yeah. And there's like radical peace in that. There is. And so that peace can come through many different mediums. I just happen to experience it on the quest. But I'm I'm with you on I'm with you on that analogy of the dog because in order for us to to really look at the healing that is needed or the love that wants to come through, we have to get kind of slobbery. Like we, we do, man. We have to cry. We have to maybe throw up yeah, in an ayahuasca yeah, ceremony. We, we don't have to, but but yeah. everyone's got a little different way they, they they choose their path. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's interesting. I I know that you heard this in my uh, podcast with Albert, but yes, Monday I go to the uh, Dominican Republic. And I visit him and this is going to be the first time that we like spend five days together and I'm taking my boys and through an Instagram ad, I found his father's side of the family that he had never met in his life because he was, he was, yeah, I placed an Instagram ad. I want to know, I want to know where I came from. So I placed an Instagram ad and I said, do you know these names? And someone hit me up, goes, I know those names. That is my so-and-so. And my father was basically disowned when he was born by his by his father. Wow. So my father's meeting us there in the Dominican Republic. I'm taking my boys there. This is going to be like some sort of massive freaking masculine energy healing for all of us. It's going to be pretty powerful. Wow. Yeah. That When you were speaking about that, I thought about, you know, desire is different than expectation. Of course, you and I any man and and i would i don't know the percentages exactly i think most men have some type of father wound yeah and and there's different degrees right like i can't compare myself to to you and you to me because they're just it's just different but it also is uniquely the same because anytime that we're separated from that true essence of god's loving masculine energy there's going to be a wound. I mean, you can't rip a tree out the ground without there being some broke roots in a hole. That's going to happen. And so it's it's not about going back and trying to change what happened. Mm -mm. It's actually about seeing it, how it did work out for you, which again, I get it. Like if somebody is just starting the spiritual path, that can be really shattering to hear that, that you and I chose this. 
but damn, what's the option, dude? What's the option if we don't say that we chose these things, even if it is brainwashing, even if it is just a story I'm telling myself, at least that story gives me empowerment. At least that story allows me to change my life. At least that story allows me to let go of the shackles that I'm holding on to because I'm so committed to the story that it didn't work out for but, me. But you know what? But you know what the truth is, and you know this. The deeper you go in the work, the deeper you realize it's not a story. It is absolute truth. That's right. It's absolute truth. But it's absolute truth from the subjective. If you and I floated 50K feet in the sky and we were able to see through nirvana, like different aspects of self, if we were able to see things for how they really are, maybe we would have a different conversation right now. But you and I are here in the 3D. Sure. We're in these meat suits. We require food. Sure. You know, sex, all these, all these things that are great. Sure. But- I want to challenge you, like respectfully challenge you that yes. that the, the the subjective truth that you shared is also my subjective truth. I believe in the same truth that you shared. Gotcha. But it's because that that maybe we've gone a uniquely yet similar path on the mountain, up, sure. up the mountain. For sure, for sure, for but sure. But when someone's hearing that, it might not resonate with them at all because they are truly stuck in a story of, well, how could that possibly be true? Right, because that's where I was that I five chose years this. Ago. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So when it's some, a paradox. For sure, man. For sure. For sure. So so when someone wants to begin, you know, their healing journey, you know, it feels like to me like you've put yourself out there, right? You you are actively seeking to heal, right? Where does one begin? Brand new. They're listening to them to, to this to this yeah. to this episode. There's something here that's finally clicking with them, you know. All right. And 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 they're tired of they're tired of being the person that says, How do I change? Please help me. Okay. Cause cause that is very like it's outside, right? How does one start? We do this. Yeah. <sighs> we relax all the strings of the mask that we wear when we're with other people. And I've even done it in some ways on this show because that's the truth. And you do it to me. And no matter how evolved we are, I don't care if you are um, <laughs> Betty White or if you're Larry King or if you're Dalai Lama himself. Everyone that has gone up their own individual mountain, they all wear a mask. And so when we do what we just did, which is we belly breathe, we have the vagus nerve that runs all the way back down our spine it innervates into what's called the enteric nervous system. And the enteric, enteric nervous system is our second brain. It also has all these axons that are connected and dendrites that have these afferent and efferent signals that wrap around the enteric nervous system that allow us to actually have what's called vagal toning. So we shift our nervous system over to the rest and digest branch, which is the, which is the parasympathetic. When we do that, when I, you know, it, when we do our deep breathing, especially our belly breathing, so I think y'all can see this. Like when I breathe in through my nose, my belly rises. When I breathe out my mouth, my belly falls. <sighs> if we can get in the habit of breathing like that, then yes, physically we're actually pressing on those nerve endings. We're sending a signal to our brain that we're safe, that we're loved, that we're supported, that everything's okay. That's the very that's the very best first place to start for any human being. Master your breath. Because when you master your breath, then you can have the agency to change your thoughts, to change your physiology. But when has anyone ever been able to change anything by holding their breath? And how do we know this? Because our body leaves clues. If you and I were in a relationship or if my partner was here and we were arguing, what is the first thing that I do? <gasps> yep. I hold my breath. That's where I get my righteousness from. That's where I shift over to sympathetic. So the very first thing, Danny, that any of us can do and all of us must do in order to go on a, a path of self-healing to, to actualize this, this higher self, which is a lifelong journey, yeah, is to learn how to breathe. Learn how to breathe. Because we as humans, we breathe up here. We breathe up here, but it's actually, it's really interesting. And I've, I've gone deep on this <laughs> subject yeah. since 2016. I, I, it was actually in an ayahuasca journey that at the end of that journey at two in the morning, I woke up, I had felt the DMT in my lungs. I, I had this visceral spiritual understanding of what breath actually was. And I, I purchased breathwork.io. It was still available at that time. And over the next two years, I, I traveled to Thailand. I went to Sedona and I started working with like Dan Brule, who's Tony Robbins breath coach. And I, I just asked this question like, okay, so if I can use breath to relieve the constriction of anxiety and depression, 
what else is possible after that? After I've used breath to relieve the tension of anxiety or to relieve the weight of depression, what else is possible after that? Because remember we were talking about earlier, I'm either for something or I'm against something. So I'm not anti-depression or anti-anxiety. I'm just pro-wellness. I'm pro-peace. Yeah. And so that's where we can start. And, and that's what we've been doing with my company, with Wellness Force Media since late 2018, early 2019, about a year before the, the pandemic. Yeah. Like, and I didn't know. I had no idea it was coming. I had no idea anything was going to happen the way it did. But man, am I really grateful to God that, that I was able to go that deep into the breath because after that comes an inventory process. And I'm positive that on your show, you've had many, many intelligent people sit here and share with you. This is the way to understand your emotions. This is the way to understand why your mind thinks the way it does. I have something that might blow everything out of the water. That's really exciting, but it's also real simple. Now I'll just tell you like, just cause something's simple, it don't mean it's easy. Right, right. <laughs> Some of the most simple things can be the hardest, right? So very quickly, but very potently I'll share. If you just get a piece of paper or a journal and you draw a line down the middle of that journal on the left side, you take a breath, you sit, you turn your phone off, and you just give yourself the gift of like 20 minutes to just take what I like to call the emotional inventory of your life. You just take an inventory. Write 10 things on that left side of the page that are causing you the most pain. And we all know what they are. It's the things that we try to shop away, fuck away, drink away, eat away. Write those things down. Maybe it's your wife, your husband, your job, your brother, resentment, whatever it is. Write them down and be honest with yourself. The more honest you can be in this practice, the best, the mm -hmm. better. Then on the right side, write 10 things that you truly, without bullshitting yourself, that you're truly grateful for. That when you think about them, like you just, you light up. Like maybe it's your boys or maybe it's like being in Austin or, or your podcast, whatever it is. For me, it would be like my son, my ability to travel. Um, I just got a new truck. I'm, I'm like really grateful for these things. Yeah. You know, truly in my body, I'm, I'm grateful. And then here's the, the hardest and the most powerful part. You take another breath, you be honest with yourself and you know right away, trust your unconscious mind. Which one causes you the most pain? Circle it. Which one are you most grateful for? And that can be really hard for people to be like, I'm most grateful for my wife or my husband yeah. or my boys. And then this is actually the part that, that causes transformation is you be vulnerable in the eyes of God and you share it with somebody that you care about. You share it with somebody that you love. Like maybe somebody's working with you as a client or me or in your community or in my community. And, and you say, hey, I've taken an emotional inventory of my life. I've identified something that's really hurting me and I've identified what I want to change for. Because maybe for some of us, like we just, we don't have the love yet to change just for ourselves. So it's actually okay in the beginning to change because you love someone else because that reciprocity can carry you through. And then, and then what really makes this transformation is you ask the person, your coach, your mentor, your friend, you say, can I share it with you? And you'll know right away, like you'll get a hit in your body if they're safe enough to share it with, because they're going to support you. They're going to energetically say, yeah, bring it in. I, I welcome it. Or you're going to know right away, you can't share your dreams. You can't share your healing with that person. So be really mindful about this step and who you share it with. Yeah. And then you'll say to them, hey, this is what I've identified. This is why I want to change. And then this is the big one. You say, by when? So by this date, I'm committed to taking these exact actions by this exact date. And I want to tell you because I know you care about me and I love myself enough to share it with you and be vulnerable. That can change someone's fucking life. I love it. That, that simple exercise, I promise you, like somebody right now is watching or they're listening and they're like, oh, it's too simple, Josh. But, you know but I'm I, like, you know are you found? doing yeah. it? Yeah. If, you, if you've done it one time, it'll change your life. I do this all the time and my life always changes because I just do this simple thing and I'm honest with myself and I don't create a story about what my unconscious mind is trying to tell me. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I, you know what I have found in my journey is that the simple, I'm finding this right now in my business, the more simple it becomes and the more that I love it, yes. the value that I bring the better that it is. Mm. Even when it comes to healing, when you said breathing, I took that one breath from my belly, because even I forget. We just get used to just like living and running around and doing what we do. Totally. Just that one breath and allowing myself to expand and feeling that release in my back and feeling all of it, right? And, 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 and you know, Josh, I remember a time in my life where I was embarrassed by my belly. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was embarrassed. And what, I wanted, what was your biggest weight? Where were you at? I was at one... 95 that's pretty big for you yeah because 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 yeah. six pack for me is 145 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right now I'm like 152 ish, you know, right about there. But, but I remember when I was at my heaviest, I, I realized through breathing that I was ashamed of my belly. And when you're ashamed of your belly, yeah. this is, this is energy. This is your life force. This is your, your grounding right here. And I don't, I don't think most people are aware of the fact that when we're breathing, we're so stressed out. We're breathing in our chest and our clavicles. Right. And this is why at Awaken, I don't know if you do this, you know this, but at my event, I take them through three meditations mm. and three breath works. Ah. And we focus. So we have six spiritual experiences. Of course, over three you do. days. Of well, course, yeah. we're sitting here talking but, about but, this. But you know, you know why, you know why I did this is because yeah. when I first did ayahuasca, I literally, my, my root chakra hadn't opened yet. Right. So have you had an, an experience like that, by the way? Many. Yeah. yeah. So when I when my root chakra opened for the first time, it was like, like lightning and heaven was coming out of my asshole. Right? It was <laughs> I was I was laying there, like literally, like, what in the world is this? And I called the shaman over. I was like, hey, hey, come over here. Can you do something about this lightning out of my asshole? Yeah, yeah. Can you can this is it's like this energy and it's coming out and like, <laughs> what does this mean? Am I am I gay? Am I like what what is what is this feeling? He's like, yeah. no, you're just being activated. Enjoy mm. it. And and when I heard that, bro, and I heard the word activated, here's what I thought. Oh my God. How many human beings out there are like me that aren't activated? Yeah. And I thought, I gotta find a way. I got, I've always been about helping people, right? I got to find a way, even when I was in my ego, it was about money, money, money. I got to find a way to help people understand what is really inside of them and who they really are. But I know not everybody's going to want to do plant medicine. So how do I do it? Sure. And I literally just like one day said, team, just book the hotel. We're going to host a three-day event. It's going to be called Awaken. I'm going to help them meditate. I'm going to help them do breath work. By the way, never done breathwork coaching, never done meditation coaching. I literally wow. just said, God, just, just, I'm gonna hope that you show me how to lead them through a meditation. And I got up there and I was like, all right, guys, so in 30 minutes, we're gonna go through a meditation. And he's, tell him, tell him this. Now tell him that. Now tell him that. Now tell him that. And that's how the whole thing happened. That's what you call organic. That's <laughs> that's the meaning of organic. Yeah. When you, when it's not pre-planned, when it's not contrived, when we allow things to actually unfold because they're unfolding from a place that has nothing to do with our control. That's right. That's bro. like the most crazy paradox in this world. The most powerful time. Healing is this. It's a spiral, and and this was reflected to be by a, a physician named Kelly Brogan, and she wrote many famous books. She's been on Joe Rogan before. And when she said it, it was another one of those moments like you and I have where something just clicks. Yeah. And she said, healing is a spiral. The, the expansion and contraction that we experience as human beings on this world, in this world, on this world, they, they spiral us up, they close us down, and they keep going and they keep going. But eventually, the time between when the contraction and the expansion happens lessens and lessens and lessens. So it's not that we are fully ever healed or that by the time we're in our 50s or 60s or 70s or 80s or even 90s, that we look in the mirror and we go, I'm fully healed, I'm, I'm nirvana, I am God and God is me. Maybe, maybe yeah. for 0.0002% of the planet, maybe that does happen. But for the rest of us that are just wanting to live our life well, which has been the ultimate question that I've been trying to answer since 2015, since I asked God for direction, like how do I live my life well? It's this, it's this surrender to the fact that we are never actually going to be 100% healed, but we are 100% whole. Beautiful. Because you do not have to be uh, broken as a human being. You just don't. It's actually a narrative that's created to sell people shit. That's oh, right. you're oh, broken. Oh, 100%. You're broken, so you 100%. need my stuff, or you're too fat, or You, you, you know what I like to say? The most profitable business on earth is a non-sovereign human being. Yes. Because you could sell them whatever. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Hey, are you unhappy? Right. Does your dick not get hard? Right. Do Does your wife annoy you? Does your husband annoy you? Do you want a better house? Do you want to feel good? Just buy my stuff. That's right. And it's almost like, like I don't know how, how much that you've talked about this, but I, I really feel like that the CCP and the demonic energy from the CCP, right? The Chinese Communist Party has, has filtered in so much to the West where CCP owns so many big parts of Hollywood and many fields in Africa and commodities and all these different things. 
that that energy is asking for reprieve, that demonic energy in the world. It's asking for something different, but we have to be willing to be like, okay, things are pretty fucked up right now. Like we actually get to go a different way. We can do something different. And, and I forget what you're talking about right before this. What were you saying right before this? Cause I promise it connected. Jeez. It was something really good. Somebody watching is gonna be like, I know what it was. It was, it was something around you. You had taken people to, um, you'd gotten this downloads. From oh, the God. awaken, uh, my, 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 my meditation, how I just, you'd gotten yeah, meditation. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I was thinking about this, like what, what is all of that for? All of that is for waking people up to this spiral, to this healing spiral, because in the healing spiral we're in right now, we are in the big, this is what I was going to tell you. We are in the biggest contraction ever that I think you and I will ever experience for possibly sure. in our lifetimes. For sure. And even for the millennials and, and the other gens, like the education system, the finance, the any system at all is being completely decentralized and decimated to the ground. We're, as we started this podcast, our heroes are being seen as imperfect. Our parents are being, having the freedom actually, having the freedom to be imperfect and do their best and not have to live up to this perfection idolism that's really just whipped and, and taught by fear. We're in that right now. We're in that contraction phase, like really big. Yeah. And I think if we can just hold on, man, and if we can just like batten down the hatches, love each other through it. Breathe. 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 <laughs> breathe. Breathe. Go, go. What's your event called? Awaken. Go to events like Awaken. You know, learn how the physiology of breath affects your stress. This is like a big thing that I do in the world. And start to understand your emotional integrity by inventory. Like take that inventory that I, I do with my students and I do with myself. If we can do that, we're going to make it. It's going to be Heck all good. Yeah. And actually in my mind, we've already made it. And Absolutely. in my heart, we've already made it. Absolutely. We're just in the process of that contraction right now yeah. where we're not sure if we're going to make it or not. But I say, fuck that. We've already made it. Absolutely. We've, we're already there. Absolutely. We're man. there right now. Yeah, man. We sure are. How do people get a hold of you? Um, well, you can call me. My cell phone number is. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, just listen to the podcast. It's, what is your podcast? It's the Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. The Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. Wellness and Wisdom okay. Podcast, which this has been phenomenal. So you, you got to come on my show now. now oh, cool. I'm we got we to make yeah, it happen yeah, yeah, yeah. now. Because I was listening to you now, like there's many layers there to, to explore. <laughs> um, we have the studio here in Austin, which is amazing. I'm like you. I like to do pretty much everything in person, virtual yeah. when we have to. But listen to the podcast. So just go to joshtrent.com forward slash podcast. Okay. And also, if you started to resonate more with, hey, I want to learn how to breathe from a place of science, from a place of actual understanding, you can just go to breathwork.io. So Beautiful. that's to learn about the breathe program. Super special conversation. I, I didn't yeah, know what to expect. I actually had no expectation. Yeah. But I resonated so much with the way that you that you led your show that I really, you know, from like one podcaster to another, from one storyteller to another, I really appreciate the way in which you create the space I appreciate for somebody that, to like feel their things and share that feeling and those lessons with the world. Like I haven't I haven't really felt the the release of what I released around sharing that episode at the Omni where I prayed to God and I asked God for direction. It's been a while since I felt that. So, so thanks man for having glad, me. Man. Let I'm me glad. share. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that that's it. We're good. That's this week's episode of the higher self. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you share it. I hope you, I hope you go back and listen to this one because I feel like we were like rapid fire. Like we, we covered were, we, a lot of ground. We were going. We, we covered, covered a ground. lot of ground, and and time just like went. So I, I'm going to challenge all of you to go back, and I want you to do that activity. Right? I'm going to do that activity. I'm going to have my boys do that activity. Right? I think it's a powerful, powerful activity, and I I really want to encourage you to step out of this mindset that the answer is going to be somewhere outside of you and step into the realization that it will always be in the place that you've never looked and that is inside of you and that activity that you showed us is the key right that's the one that's going to really help you out so do it grab that piece of paper draw a line down the middle breathe breathe through your belly yeah. and uh and we'll see you next week at next week's episode of the higher self hey it's josh and i know that your time is the most valuable non-replaceable thing you could ever have in your life. Mine too. This is why every single decision that I make, every single product that I purchase, I always look at it through a lens of consciousness. What are the products? What are the foods? What are the things that I can consume for my body and my families that actually make us truly healthy, 
from the inside out. This is why what's stacked inside of my cupboard and in our kitchen is full of Organifi. Not only do I believe in Organifi's mission, but also I've seen the research and I know personally that I've reviewed their organic studies. Anecdotally, it's the best tasting product I've ever had, hands down. Their vanilla and chocolate protein filled with digestive boosting, immune boosting, energy boosting ingredients that are 100% organic and that will leave you feeling nourished, truly nourished. This is the micro and the macro nutrients that all of us are deficient in. And you can get this. You can do this for you and your whole family at a deep discount. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi and use the code wellnessforce at wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi. That's 20% off with the code wellnessforce. You will not find a bigger discount out there online. Support the show while you support your family and also support your wallet. Wellnessforce.com forward slash Organifi. Use the code wellnessforce for 20% off. 